81% of employees at companies ranked as great described their work environment as fun. How are you doing in that area? And are you having fun? I hope so. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of CEO on the go. I really hope you had a chance to listen to my last episode. I thought it was just exceptional with Muhammad Anwar and Frank Dana talking about love as a business strategy. In case you missed it, I really encourage you to check that one out. It was so much fun to record and to get to know them. And speaking of fun, that's our topic for today. Um, And it's summer, you know, we're kicking off summer. So I hope your summer is off to a great start. This episode is airing just before July 4th holiday. So that's a time when people often take time off and focus a little less on work. Although if you are CEO or senior executive, you know how hard it can be to disconnect and truly enjoy time away from the office or your own work. But I think it is important to enjoy your work. And and you may disagree, especially if you've been conditioned to think that work should be hard or work is just work. You may know there's a business case for having fun, according to Harvard Business Review article, Why Work Should Be Fun by Bob Nelson, published in May 2022. And I'm quoting... Though fun at work is sometimes thought to be a distraction, research suggests that it has a positive impact on engagement, creativity, and purpose, increasing employee retention, and reducing turnover. When we find tasks enjoyable, we're more eager to dig in and complete them. When we make time for joy and laughter, we become resilient, end quote. So regardless of how you feel about fun at work, the question I pose to you today is, are you having fun? And I I know of one very well-known coach in particular who likes to ask his clients the same question, Marshall Goldsmith. You know, it's not always about, are you being strategic and are you reaching your goals? I think the truth is work can be really difficult at times and it can be fun, sometimes both at the same time, if you choose to view it that way. For example, during the pandemic, people were so stressed. Uh, It was a really difficult time. Uh, More of us were learning Zoom. And I know that there were some people who attended my Zoom presentations during the pandemic that might recall that I liked to open my sessions with some music just to help create a nice tone. And just for fun, I did some finger shoe dancing. Yes, I used to dance to music with my finger shoes, these little red shoes, just to have more fun. They're little tiny red high tops, these sneakers. I posted a picture of them on LinkedIn uh, and in the show notes, just so you can see what I'm talking about. But it kind of grabbed people by surprise when music was playing. And then I would just have my little fingers dancing there in front of the camera, because of course, we only had a box (laughs) to, to play in. And of course, I did share my expertise and serious content as well, but I just wanted to make the experience more engaging and add more fun to it. Plus, it was just more fun for me to do it. I've realized how important it is to carry that way of being or, you know, or just having more fun into other aspects of my work and just how I live my life. And I'll share a couple of recent examples just from my own personal experience recently. Funny enough, they both involve situations when I had to hit the floor. I'll explain. The first, 
situation was a, a trip that I made to the grocery store. It was over the weekend. I live near a Publix, which is a, a very large grocery store uh, close to me. And that day at Publix, they were doing a fundraiser for a charity. I think it was March of Dimes. And when I was checking out, there was a guy bagging my groceries at the end. He was probably like 16 and he had this big sign around his neck that said, I'll do push-ups for every dollar that you donate to our cause today. I think he said up to $10 or something like that. So I thought about it and I thought, hmm, well, I'll donate five bucks. And so when the woman was checking out my groceries, I turned to the guy that was bagging them and I said, hold on, don't do your push-ups yet. I'll do them with you. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And she looked at me, the cashier, <laughs> like she said, hold on, everybody. She said, we've never seen this before. This lady's going to do push-ups with whatever this guy's name was. And it was just something that came over me. It was, I, this guy just looked exhausted because he'd been doing push-ups all day. And I'm not used to doing push-ups unless I'm part of a class. So it's just kind of weird to think he'd be doing them by himself. So it felt natural for me to just hit the floor, which is what I did once all of my groceries were bagged. I got to the end where he was bagging, got down on the floor. We were face to face and did five push-ups together. And then everybody applauded. It, it was just the weirdest thing. I really don't know what came over me, but it was so much fun. And then I picked up my bags and left the store. <laughs> and I thought, what just happened? But I think we have to stay in the moment like that. And it, it kind of made me feel good to be supporting this this guy who had been trying really hard to raise money for their fundraiser that day. Similar situation, example number two, was when I took my mom and some family members to lunch. This was a couple of weeks before the, the wedding. My daughter just got married recently, and we were trying to put her in a setting where she could test out her new hearing aids. Now, my mom is 93, and she just got hearing aids for the first time, but she hadn't really been in a social environment, so we were trying to get her acclimated to that and just kind of see how her hearing was when we were in a noisier place. The only problem was when we got there for lunch and we're sitting around the table, we realized that mom did not put her hearing aids in. She left them at home, so it kind of defeated the whole purpose. So I ended up leaving the restaurant going to her home, coming back quickly, figuring everybody would be, you know, on to dessert by that time. I came kind of racing back into the restaurant with mom's hearing aids. And those things are tiny, by the way, I had not really seen them before. They're very small, and very expensive. So as I came back, you know, kind of flying through the door to get back into the restaurant, I fumbled the box that the hearing aids were in, and they dropped to the floor and one went right, one went left. I hit the floor again, and I just said, nobody move, because those things were nowhere to be found, and I knew that somebody could easily step on them. Uh, people were, were gracious. I was eventually able to find them and get them back in the box and in my mom's ears, which was actually good for her. They, they were working, so it's a good thing. But anyway, just another example of trying to kind of laugh and have fun with things. Um, my daughter saw the whole thing happen. She was laughing at me. So again, just not taking things so seriously. So a question to ponder about work is how can you bring more fun into your workplace? Or how might you help create an environment where people have more fun? I want to share some tips on how I think you can create more fun. But first, I have to remind you about something that may be obvious, 
and I'll mention it anyway, that what fun means to one person can be different for another. You know, one person may love to get together socially with a lot of colleagues at work. That's really fun for them. And another person may dread that kind of experience if they're more of a loner or, or they're not really a social. Some of my clients love fly fishing and golf and going to the lake. Others just want a trip to the spa or head to the beach. So some people want to do nothing for fun. Others want to be very active. And then it may depend on the day and how you're feeling. What's fun for you one day may not be on another. So it's hard to make sweeping generalizations about what would be fun for everybody. The bottom line is don't make assumptions that what you consider to be fun is fun for everybody. So here are seven keys that I think will help you have more fun in your life and your work. Number one is just to lighten up to not be so serious. Don't take yourself so seriously. You know, it's interesting to see more people are dressing down. There's less formality in the workplace now. Even, you know, senior executives are showing uh, a little more casual look, more vulnerability, just like my guest in the last episode, Muhammad. Um, So don't take yourself so seriously. And, And when things do go wrong, I often like to encourage my clients to helicopter up or get a wide angle lens so that you can see a much bigger picture and to know that whatever you're focused on that you think is a big problem may not matter as much as you think in the in the bigger picture. So lighten up and don't take yourself too seriously. Number two is to smile more. Look up more in more ways than one. <laughs> Look at the brighter side. I did a whole other episode on how to create more positive expectation every day. That was episode number 152. So you have to expect that you will have more fun, that you'll experience more fun, that you'll be able to laugh more. You'll often have an experience that makes you want to scream. But if you stop and ask yourself, how can I see this differently? You might be able to find more fun in it. Just a quick sidebar here, something that I heard recently to try. You can try it too, as you're listening to me, as long as you're not driving. Look straight ahead and keeping your head straight, let your eyes go to the lower right, about 45 degrees. When you're looking down to the right, again, head straight, but you're looking down to the right, try to smile. And it's really hard to do. It's easier to frown when you try that. Then do the opposite. Keep your head straight still, but just let your eyes go to the upper left. Again, about a 45 degree angle. When you look to the upper left while your head is straight, try to smile. And it's easier for some reason. Apparently it's how our brains work. But again, more reason to be looking up. Number three, another technique or strategy that I really like is to gamify your work. And one of the best books I've read on gamifying is Super Better by Jane McGonigal. The the actual title is Super Better. Uh, The subtitle is The Power of Living Gamefully. So she's got tons of examples in there on how you can integrate little games and fun techniques to to help you make the most of your life and your work and some ideas that you might want to incorporate with your team too. Number four is to change your language. Like so many other things, sometimes we have to change how we talk about something to see it differently. For example, try this exercise, which is sort of inspired by a recent team building session that I did for a client. People were sitting around the table claiming how hard it is to delegate. But then we shifted the conversation to delegating is fun. So take anything that you see as difficult and see what happens if you just talk about it as though it were fun or could be fun. For example, you could turn, I'm terrified of giving a talk to speaking in front of groups is fun. Or my favorite, 
You could turn I dread strategic planning into strategic planning can be fun. Or that Monday morning meeting that you dread. Maybe that could actually be fun. So change your language and just see if that shifts your your mindset about having more fun. Number five is be more of who you really are. When you're simply being yourself, fun flows more naturally. Um, I meet with people all the time who feel like they have to show up as someone who they aren't truly. We even have assessments that can reveal that. And I know some of you listening may question at times, who am I now? So really being who you are, putting yourself in an environment where you don't have to fake it, where you feel like you can just be whoever you are is really important too. Number six is to make sure that you've got your team working on difficult problems that stretch their thinking. And this may sound like an oxymoron when it comes to having fun, you know, problem solving. Is that really fun? The answer is for many people, yes, they want something that's really challenging. And studies have shown that. So make sure that you you have them working on a big problem that is meaningful and not just doing busy work. And finally, number seven is to be in the moment to stay present. It's all we really have anyway. So I hope these ideas will help you have more fun in your life and work. And on those days where you truly can't have fun or find any fun, know that tomorrow is another day and that everything passes. And if you feel like you are truly not having fun at all in your role, and this is a pattern, it could be a sign that you're ready for change. Not that there's anything wrong with you. It's just a sign that you're ready for something to change have fun exploring whatever might be next for you, or even thinking about what could be possible to bring more fun into your life. And if you feel like time is moving too slowly, or just you're just having to kind of pull yourself through your day, that could be another sign that something simply needs to change. Because time flies when you're having fun. Anyway, here's hoping you're having fun with whatever time you have. Of course, we never really know how much time that is. Until next time, thanks for listening and have more fun this week doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.